Why does Kang the Conqueror need Ant-Man's help in Quantumania? Welcome back, you Marvel maniacs! This Monday, Marvel Studios released the very first trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania in all of its teeny tiny glory. We broke down this trailer in depth earlier in the week and have been thanking our lucky stars ever since that we can very soon literally Kang watch this movie. This is wild. But now that the quantum dust is settled, we've been thinking about one of the biggest questions in the trailer. Why does Kang need Ant-Man's help? Well, folks, we've got a theory, and if we're right about this, it could potentially be a big spoiler for the movie. We're going to break it all down for you in just a moment, but if you prefer to go into this knowing nothing at all, then leave now while you still can. I'm going to make some tea. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? In between the Baskin-Robbins callbacks and the shock of seeing Kang in his full-on conquering regalia, the Quantumania trailer raised some important questions. The biggest question of them all is what exactly does Kang want with Scott Lang? How can this size-changing superhero aid one of the most fearsome villains in Marvel Comics history? And is this an unexpected alliance, a deal with the devil, or both? Now, at one point in the trailer, Kang says this place isn't what you think, referring to the Quantum Realm or maybe the city of Chronopolis itself. Later, we see Kang without his blue-tinted helmet telling Scott, I can get you home and give you more time if you help me. We have an idea about what Kang might need help with, but first let's establish some baseline facts about Kang, the Quantum Realm, and how all this came to pass. The Quantumania trailer reveals that much of the movie will take place inside the Quantum Realm, the subatomic dimension in the MCU, where time moves at a snail's pace relative to the main MCU reality. This vast secret universe beneath our own, as Janet calls it, not only facilitated time travel in Avengers Endgame, but also created pathways to alternate timelines, or branch timelines as they were called on Loki. And the Loki of it all is essential to understanding both Kang the Conqueror and what this could mean for the MCU moving forward. What? At the end of Loki, it was revealed that the Time Variance Authority was being controlled by He Who Remains. This variant of Kang the Conqueror put an end to the multiversal war between the other Kangs by using the timeline-guzzling murder cloud Eliath to consume all matter from the TVA-pruned timelines. However, when Sylvie killed He Who Remains, it basically opened up the multiversal floodgates. There was no one left to stem the tide of Nexus events from forming branch timelines and creating an ever-expanding number of multiversal realities, including ones where Kang's eviler variants were lurking. And speaking of lurking, it seems like that's exactly what Kang the Conqueror has been doing. Since the Quantum Realm seems to exist between the spaces of the multiverse in the MCU acting as a temporal web between them, Kang seems like he managed to avoid becoming Eliot's appetizer. In the meantime, he's been biding his time in Chronopolis, the sprawling city we see in the trailer. The Quantum Realm Kingdom was actually briefly teased back in Ant-Man and the Wasp. In the comics, Chronopolis was basically Kang's headquarters outside the time-space continuum. It existed on each and every timeline simultaneously, letting Kang travel the multiverse and the time stream at will. But how exactly did Kang do this without creating new branch timelines? Well, in the comics, Chronopolis was powered by a device known as the Heart of Forever. This transchronal engine anchored Chronopolis across different timelines. It let Kang alter said timelines without creating new branch timelines because Chronopolis was basically a constant. Unfortunately for the Kang we see here, there's something wrong with his version of Chronopolis. While he potentially avoided the multiversal purging of He Who Remains, this Kang's clearly remained in the Quantum Realm for at least three decades based on Janet's reaction. 
This means that perhaps the Heart of Forever was damaged or drained of its quantum energy, and that's why Kang needs help from Scott to recharge it. So if it were damaged or broken, that could explain why Kang's been stuck in the quantum realm all this time, instead of conquering to his heart's content. Now, as we mentioned in our trailer breakdown, we believe that glowing orb that Kang places into a battery-like housing is the Heart of Forever. In one shot, we see Kang on what appears to be a floating platform with the Heart of Forever, looking through an observatory window at pathways that presumably lead to other timelines or dimensions in the multiverse. So maybe Chronopolis isn't a stationary city, but more like a space station or a ship capable of traveling the multiverse. That would fit in with Kang's cryptic statement about this place not being what they think. Or maybe, as one of our viewers Sleepy Sod commented on our trailer breakdown, the glowing orb is Chronopolis itself, and the city actually is the heart of forever. Great insight. This would be more in line with the events of Avengers Forever number 3, in which one of Kang's variants, Immortus, destroyed Chronopolis by fusing the city with the Heart of Forever to form something called the Forever Crystal. This object basically let whoever used it travel through time and alter history with utter impunity. So maybe Kang wants to use Chronopolis in a similar way to travel the multiverse in Quantumania. So how can Scott help Kang with this problem? Kang offers to give Scott more time, which perhaps means he can extend Scott's life somehow. Maybe Scott has to use some of his multiversal variants we see in the trailers as a blood sacrifice to power the Heart of Forever. It's a dark thought, but we do see that one shot of Scott's variants running towards what looks like a portal, with one of them turning into space-time spaghetti. Or, much more likely, Kang can help with the time dilation they're experiencing here in the Quantum Realm. If you remember back in Avengers Endgame, Scott spent five years in the Quantum Realm, but for him it only felt like five hours. So every hour they spend down here, another year will pass in the real world. They need help getting back to their reality before time passes them by and everyone they know is dead and gone. But what if Kang needs Scott's help for a different reason entirely? Given that Scott isn't exactly a super genius and Kang is a galaxy brain future scientist, what if the reason Kang needs Scott's help is to protect this device from someone else? As revealed at D23, MODOK will also be appearing in this movie. The mental organism designed only for killing has traditionally been a supervillain scientist hellbent on using his superior intellect to conquer the world. Now, the prevailing unconfirmed rumor around MODOK in the MCU so far is that he will actually be another version of Darren Cross, the villain of the first Ant-Man played by Corey Stoll. Again, this is unconfirmed, so take it with a giant-sized grain of salt. In the finale of Ant-Man, we saw Darren Cross seemingly get obliterated after going subatomic in his damaged yellow jacket suit. Now, suffice to say, Cross could have survived in the quantum realm all this time, albeit in a very altered form. Because back in 2018, director Peyton Reed sat down with Honest Trailers, and question of Darren Cross was really dead. Reed said, if you watch his death in the first Ant-Man, the suit is compromised. He shrinks and goes into a thing. I mean, he could be somewhere down in that quantum realm. Now, given Darren Cross's history as a protege of Hank Pym and his deep loathing for Scott Lang, it makes sense that he might be out for blood when Scott and the gang land smack dab in the middle of the Quantum Realm. Plus, MODOK would probably see the Heart of Forever as his ticket out of the Quantum Realm as well, so naturally he might want to try and steal it and use it himself. And without a rat to help free them from their temporal prison, Kang would need time to repair the Heart of Forever while Scott and company fend off MODOK from trying to turn them all into a fine red mist. And given the amount of time that MODOK has presumably spent in the Quantum Realm, he probably has a much greater mastery of this realm than Scott would. 
Now, of course, given that we know Kang was actively involved in a multiversal war previously, how much Janet Van Dyne fears him, and the fact that he's the ostensible villain, at least of Avengers the Kang Dynasty, and maybe Secret Wars as well, he's probably still the ultimate big bad of the movie. But for the time being, it does seem like Scott and Kang will be unlikely allies as they try their best to escape and maybe fend off a familiar face in a deeply unfamiliar guise. So for now, I guess we're on a Klang watch, which feels weird. It's like Kang watch and Lang watch together. It's like, you guys get it. You're smart. Let's move on. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's our best guess as to why Kang really needs Scott's help in Quantumania. We have plenty of other Marvel deep dives in the days ahead as we count down the days to Quantumania's release on February 17th, 2023. In the meantime, though, folks, tell us, what do you think of this theory? What do you think Kang really wants? Reincarnation, baby. Let us know in the comments below. And for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com. 